razor blunt commentary delivered with a special purpose. What's happening to my special purpose? It's the Killer Bees, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. Final hour of the Killer Bees here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Jeremy and Joel are gone. What a weird thing this is to be doing the killer bees without either of them. I'm the only person with a B left on the show right now. Yeah, we've actually broken our number one rule of having J's or B's. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> we have Abigail behind the glass producing for us this last hour. So she has broken the rules uh, of having a J or a B in your name. I'm the only JB. So this is technically my show now. Can we change the name to the killer beards? No. I'm commandeering this show from Joel and Jeremy, and there's nothing either of them could do about okay, it. Okay, it's the killer beards, beards here on ESPN. <laughs> okay, don't do that. Don't do that. I, I, Joel might actually murder me. If I disappear on Monday, you know why. All right, so before we get into what we're going to talk about here with some of the text and stuff, let's go out to the phone line, 713-780-3776. talk to Danny. Danny, are you here to inform us of what an yeah. Elvis burger is? Danny. Oh, uh, yes. Um, so, did Elvis just love peanut butter? First off, long-time lover of the uh, killer beards, first-time caller. Uh, yeah, no, he just ate peanut butter and banana. That was the Elvis sandwich. He also had a sandwich called a golden loaf where he would just get a French loaf stuffed with a bunch of bacon and fucking... Oh, hit that dumb button. Hit that dumb button and hang up on him. Oh, Danny. Oh, Danny. 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 Danny, that was such a good call. It's You're Abigail, doing so good. Abigail has been on the board for the first. This is her first time solo producing. Trial by fire. <laughs> five I, minutes. Don't, don't worry. Joe and I have both been on that side, and it is stressful. Literally, Woo! not even five minutes in. I think we were three minutes into her first time Danny, solo producing. Danny, Danny, thank you for the call. First but, of all, oh boy. I appreciate, I appreciate Danny for using the correct name of the show and saying that he's a long time listener of the killer beards. Yeah. But they have daddy. We're starting so strong (laughs) and it ended so poorly. We're just going to move on. Uh, You know what? The, the, the Elvis sandwich, the peanut butter, it's peanut butter, peanut butter, banana and bacon on, on that French roll. But it was actually, it's mashed banana though. It's not even like full banana. Yeah. You can get it like a lot of burger places. They do like the Elvis burger. No, thanks. I think, I think Ken Hoffman had a burger one time somewhere. I think he had peanut butter. He might get mad at keep, me if I'm wrong about that. Keep my peanut butters away from my meats. Does Separate it, my proteins, please. 100%. 100% That's agree. Disgusting. Protein and bacon don't match. All right. Well, well bacon We're is gonna, protein, so that, that they actually do match. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I meant peanut butter <laughs> and bacon. I'm having a long day myself. <laughs> Danny just, like, threw a curveball. Yeah, Danny Danny threw a wrench into it. It's okay, though. I feel That's like I'm, the, I'm a Houston Astro, and I'm at home right now. <laughs> I just struck out with runners in scoring position. <laughs> So here's the deal. So we're going to assume here for this exercise that the Houston Texans and the Cleveland Browns picks are going to flip from where they currently are. Currently today, the Houston Texans would be giving the Arizona Cardinals the 20th pick in the draft. The Houston Texans would have the 24th pick from the Browns. So we're going to flip that a little bit. So the Houston Texans, it's a 2024 NFL draft. The Houston Texans are on the clock with the 20th pick. And we've spent a lot of time talking about wide receivers. But I want to take a different spin on it. I want to take T. Higgins and Mike Evans out of the equation. And I want to bring in first the drama king of social media right now. The Houston Texans are on the clock with the 20th pick. And the Buffalo Bills call you and offer you Stephon Diggs straight up. I am out. 100% out. out. Not even close. Like anything anything that comes close to, to disrupting the culture that's being built with these young guys, done. Like yep. Stephon Diggs... Couldn't couldn't be more. The talent's incredible. It, when it comes to route running, 
he might be one of the best pure route runners in the league at the wide receiver position right now. He is very, very good. But I don't want, I don't want to come close to even thinking about bringing in that kind of an ego into this team. And, and even anybody who would try to compete with Josh Allen, or not, well, he's doing that with Josh Allen a little bit now, but try to compete with C.J. Stroud and try to compete with D'Amico, don't want it. I'm so so far out on that, it's not even funny. And, and here's the thing with like these wide receivers who are, who are like Stephon Diggs. He had these issues in Minnesota. And he, it, like most wide receivers in the past, it always starts good. It always starts off, you're in a new relationship, yeah. you're happy. Even days when you don't get the ball, you go out to the media, you're like, hey, well, we're going to get there. We're going to figure it out. We're going to find a way to get you know, Stephon the ball more. He's backing Josh Allen when Josh Allen's still kind of garbage, which maybe he just always has been garbage or at least overrated, and we didn't realize it. Jeremy did. I want to give him credit for that. <laughs> um, I won't deny. Um, but it, it just it ends poorly. Like No matter how this relationship starts with Diggs, if it were to happen, it ends poorly. The first time C.J. Stroud has a three, four-game stretch where he's not getting digs the ball. And frankly, I think that's part of the reason why he specifically, of the names we're going to go through, doesn't work through the mo- doesn't work the most. Yeah. Because C.J. Stroud has shown he doesn't need a 1A receiver, at least right now, and he's going to distribute the ball all around the field. I think Diggs would have a problem with that. So I'm hundred. I'm with you hundred percent. I'm out. Well, if you're looking and look at his contract too, you'd be trading not just for the player, but you'd be trading for the contract. If I'm going to pay Stefan Diggs around like his average annual value is around twenty two million. And how much longer before you have to pay him again? Exactly. And 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 he's he's on the wrong side of the age gap. That's why if you're if you were willing to trade the twentieth pick for Stefan Diggs. Why wouldn't you just sign T. Higgins to to a contract? Why wouldn't you just go after him as your main target in in the offseason if that was going to be your option? So I, I I there's already people in the Twitch chat, Doctor Doctor Dre on two ninety. Look, I he's saying you'd make that trade in a heartbeat. Hopefully, at that point, you've already made uh, made a move or you have a plan of what to do with that move, and you can use that pick somewhere else and not even entertain the idea of bringing in that ego. I love the talent. Like from yeah. from a talent standpoint, it makes sense. Well, but we're we're gonna go situational. through we're gonna go through four names here. I'm right. a yes on two of them. I'm a, I'm a, a no on two of them. One of the no's is, is Stephon Diggs. I just I do not believe yeah. that like. The way he's acting, honestly, I don't want to deal with his brother, even that nonsense. Like, just like having someone else. Like, it'd be like if J.J. Watt was just bashing the Steelers constantly when he was still an active player about the way the Steelers were using T.J. Watt. It's just, it's a headache I do not want. It is questions I do not want my head coach, my quarterback asked that Diggs brings with you. And frankly, like, he's not T.O. Right. He's not Randy Moss. Like, those guys are exceptions to the rules. He's a good wide receiver, but... Like he he's just he's not that guy. Uh, next on my list, a guy that like I would have no problem complaining about uh, or dealing with complaining questions or anything like that. The the Las Vegas Raiders call you and offer oh. you Devonte Adams for the twentieth pick in the draft. This is one of my yeses. I'm a hundred percent yes. Devonte Adams, you don't have to pay him again because right. he likely will not. If he plays again, I think it's going to be a much lower contract. He's still a very good wide receiver. Right now, he's showing you the opposite of Stephon Diggs. He is out there in, in Vegas, and he is smiling, and he is happy. Yeah. And, like, he's not getting the ball because, like, it, it was a Josh McDaniels problem, not a Raiders not getting the ball problem. I I'm, I would love Devontae man. Adams. If they call, if they're going to blow it up, and they made that call, you get Devontae Adams for the 20th pick, I know it is, like, not as a long-term move as other ones you can make. I mean, yes, because to me it's no different than Mike Evans. And, and here, that's my thing. I 
if, if at that point you're willing to trade that asset for a 30 year old wide receiver, why didn't you just sign Mike Evans to no, a contract? For sure. It is. So but I think like the this Panthers is, are going to be a problem for you. Like they're going to want to pay T Higgins and or Mike Evans, and they're going to overpay. Yeah, but Mike Evans still has to choose to go to a team. Is he going to want to go to the Panthers with Bryce Young, who haven't looked good, or is he going to want to go play? Back at home with a team who has outplayed their talent yeah. with a quarterback in C.J. Stroud. I think Mike Evans would be a yes to doing that second part of, of taking the lesser deal and playing Houston. I'm going to say T. Higgins is a no. Let's I think say, he's going to chase the bag. I'll, 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 let's, I'll, put in, I'll put in the caveat of all, all free agent wide receivers have said no to you. So with that caveat, I will I will say yes to that. Yeah, that's kind of like the I, yeah. I guess like we wouldn't be having these conversations right. if T Higgins or, or Mike Evans would have said yes. So, so I, we're both I'll the say, yes on Adams. I'll say yes. It's tough because he's thirty and like that. I is, know. Look, you're right at the wide receiver peak. That's typically whenever they they have some of their best seasons, age twenty nine and age thirty. But then that cliff comes really, really, really fast. But All it's right. Devontae Adams. So you, you make that deal, especially if it's short term. Okay, next. Uh, the, the Texans are on the clock with the 20th pick, and the Seattle Seahawks call you and offer you DK Metcalf. Oh, I thought you were going to say I thought you were going to say Lockett. No, no, wouldn't even because because I think like they have JSN. Like I don't know if they need to keep Metcalf long term, or if they're going to try to move on from him because they have like they have questions. We went through quarterbacks that could change teams. I think Joel. I don't want to credit him the wrong way but at least one of us would said that Gino would not be the quarterback for the Seahawks next year I think he will be I think they're stuck. yeah there's only they're in position as a franchise to find a new quarterback but I think they will have other tough questions to answer about like guys like DK Metcalf it just wouldn't stun me there were rumors about him in the yeah. offseason the what is what was your answer on this one it's a yes it's a yeah it's a yes for me too. he's like 26 he is he? and and he's already had 2,000 yard seasons he almost had a thousand yard season in 2021 his 2020 uh, his 2020 season he had 1300 yards and and he's on pace for another thousand yard season this year he's doing it kind of quietly and I I think this offensive scheme and system would fit him a lot better I, Bobby Slowick could utilize DK Metcalf, Metcalf not as not just as like wide receiver one on the outside, but they could do a lot of really interesting stuff the way they did with Debo Samuel in San Francisco. Yeah. So this is a yes for me. This is a this is a more instant yes than Devontae Adams. And last one here, uh, the Washington commies call you and offer you scary <laughs> Terry McLaurin uh, for the twentieth pick. This is an easy no. Why is this an easy no for you? I just because unlike unlike everyone else on this list, who like I've seen Diggs, I've seen Adams, I've seen. DK Metcalf perform and put up good numbers with poor quarterback play. Terry doesn't. So yes, like, he I does. Just, you're you're they're crazy. good, but they're not great. Numbers. His his rookie they're year, not 20th pick numbers. His rookie year, he put up 919 yards. Since then, he has not had a, a year under a thousand yards. I know, but 1100, a thousand, uh, and eleven, almost 1200 yards in last season. He's only 28 years old. He's 28 years old, and he's he's only one season has he not had a 1,000-yard season. He was only off by that by less than 100 yards. Yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Terry McLaurin guy. I love him. I, he has He's one of the best route runners in the league. He has some of the best hands in the league, and he's never had a quarterback throw. He's had Taylor Heineke and Sam Howell. I know. But like, the thing is, like, I feel he like was he's... older coming into the league, so there's not as much tread on the tires. He re- sure. He reminds me of just smaller Mike Evans. The consistency and the ability to stay on the field, I would I – would, this would probably be the fastest yes for me out of the four of them. Yeah, I think my fastest yes would be DK. That would be second fastest. Yeah, for me. my order would go DK, Adams, McLaurin, and then Diggs. If yeah. like all these guys, if all these teams called and offered you, you know, this player for the twentieth pick in the draft or whatever you have, like that would probably be my order. Um, but we'll, we'll continue this a little bit on the other side because it just 
what are your expectations for the wide receiver room going forward? And that's kind of how we'll connect these conversations. The guys you have now, what is their ceiling? What is their floor? How good can they be? How necessary is it to have these conversations? And plus, we got chokeholds last night in the NBA. We got to talk about that as well here on the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy this next bit of brilliance with Joel and Jeremy. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Killer Bees. Joe George and Josh Bearden for Jeremy and Joel today. Where's Joel Blank? 713-780-3776. He will return tomorrow and the next day. Jeremy left early because he's fancy. He's got to catch a flight to Charleston. I'm sure it's a real sightseer there. <laughs> oh, I've never been to Charleston. <laughs> Assuming that's is that South Carolina. Yeah, I would, I would assume it's Charleston, <laughs> South Carolina. South Car- I've actually heard South Carolina is beautiful. I have a couple of friends that have moved there and they for for work and for jobs and they're they were surprised at how gorgeous it actually is. I, I wouldn't have expected it. that. I just couldn't do it. We're what, gonna, live we're, in South Carolina. Yeah, we're going to do a segment. Houses are cheaper. Our, we're going to do our next segment. Who has it better than Houston? And and part of my problem with South Carolina, they have no pro teams. Yeah, but then you, you well actually just, do they have the Panthers? I don't know if they're kind of <laughs> depending on where you live, but the Panthers are close enough. Do you identify with the Panthers if you live in South and North Carolina? Yeah, I think so. Or like they're one the Carolina you... Panthers. Like technically, they're in North Carolina, but I think you could identify with both. That it's makes reached... sense. So, like, I, I was stationed in Omaha for a really long time, and Nebraska fans identify with the Chiefs because Why? they're close enough. Because, oh, yeah, I because guess. it's it's only like a, a slightly over or under two hours or right. Yeah, that two makes hours. sense. I guess because they don't have anything else, so they could just identify. That's the thing. You have your pick of the litter. You could identify with whatever you want. That's kind of new too. No one there is going to crush me for entering the transfer portal and not being a Bears fan anymore. <laughs> we are actually on Joe George watch right now with Justin Fields returning to the to, returning for the Bears. We're on Joe George transfer portal watch. We're going to watch and see if if you end up any, entering the transfer portal again this season. I'm be real upset when they hire Jim Harbaugh. I'll tell you that. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, that would be that would be wonderful. Ben Johnson hire the the recently fired Robert Sala because I think that's going to happen. No, I don't. Uh, but I would love it to happen if like Robert Sala became available to be a DC somewhere. DC with Ben Johnson as the head coach for the Bears. Drake May. Do you think? Talking. Do you think Justin Fields is the quarterback for the Bears next year? Ooh, Atlanta no. Falcons. Do they trade him? They trade him to the Falcons. Yes, I've been on the record I'll, with that. Can't. Can't wait to see Arthur how Arthur Smith, who somehow keeps his job, yeah. uses Justin Fields. Uh, that's Can't gonna wait. be incredible. All right, uh, the Houston Texans, the wide receiver room. Yeah. We, like part of these conversations that we have is, um, it, it like it, on paper before the season, like we had a, the debate on this show, like are, are the Texans wide receivers the worst in the NFL? I think very clearly they're not. I don't think there's some like elite group though. Like it's better than Kansas City, it's better than Carolina. But, like, they don't have, like, that number one, number one guy that a lot of teams have. Right. Uh, I, I probably, honestly, I, because of the way Drake London's played, maybe it's his quarterback. But like, I'd say they're better than Atlanta. So, but how, what's the ceiling for this room? Like, it, and I'm going to start here with Tank Dell because I think long term, he is the best wide receiver on this team or the most impactful. At, I think right now, do, yes. I, I think long term, too. Like, unless they sign T. Higgins or trade for one of these guys that we just got done talking about, like, I think Tank's a special player. I'm not really worried about the injuries like other people are. I mean, like, look, he took that hit this weekend. He seems he tough, man. He stayed in the game. Like yeah. that, that hit was gnarly. It was. And it was the. It was the exact hit I was terrified of him taking, and he was out for a second. Then he came back in. Yeah. So like, I'm I'm a firm believer that like what we've seen from Tank Dell is sustainable, and that long term he can be an elite option and a very consistent option for C.J. Stroud, and. I don't know if you need like that next guy because of him. Nico Collins, 
He's pretty good. Now, I, I just don't think he's consistently going to win every one of his matchups. And there's going to be weeks where he disappears, and there's going to be weeks where he's absolutely incredible. But do you feel like a need at the like there is a need in the wide receiver room to add there? Yes, yeah, the, for sure. So that's one of the things that I've been I've been noodling around with, and we kind of discussed because we talked about some of the free agents on Connor and Beard earlier today, and we've discussed the wide receiver room. And, and at first, I was fully on board the sign T Higgins, bring him in. I don't care what it takes. I don't care what it costs. Bring T Higgins in. And now I, I'm because of the way these wide receivers have played, and because I do feel that kind of that same way about Tank Dell. Now, I'm kind of more of the save a little bit of money, sign somebody like Mike Evans, draft a guy, not even in the first round, draft a guy in the second or the third, and, and they have their third round pick this I draft, so. right? Yeah, I, so draft somebody in the second or the third, and develop them. If they did want to draft somebody at 20, uh, a wide receiver at 20, I've seen a couple of mocks go that way, not necessarily with the with the guys. that One of the mocks I saw, they had him, they had them taking the guy out of Oregon. I can't remember his name right now, but that wide receiver out of Oregon. I would like uh, Emeka Ibuka because that's yep. a guy that's around that 20-ish range. Yeah, I feel like he's going to end up going higher than that. He could, he could go higher than that. But look, if there is a world where they decided to go with another cornerback or a linebacker well, to add depth there, I'd be fine with that. I too. think that's one of my biggest takeaways from like seeing the Texans. And part of this is is on CJ. Yeah, is that like, Noah Brown's the perfect example? And so is, so is Nico Collins. Okay, Nico Collins is you go into the season, he's not a good wide receiver. I can't believe Nick Casario traded out for Nico Collins. In reality, what we've learned is Davis Mills even more than we realized sucked. Sorry, Davis. Um, and, and CJ Stroud has brought out the best in him. Yes. And Noah Brown, he has put up stats this season that he never put up before. He definitely didn't do it with Dak Prescott. They didn't know how to use him. Yeah. Like, and they have found a way to mm-hmm. unlock him. Robert Woods has looked the best he's looked in years. And I think a lot of that, I'll give credit to those players because they're the one making the catches and, and they're the ones getting the yak and, and getting the end zone. But I think 90% of it, to be honest, maybe that's really high. It's CJ. Yes, like, I think he has elevated himself into that category, and I am not comparing him to these two players. But what I am saying is that I do not think you need to have that elite number one wide receiver like Patrick Mahomes does not and like Tom Brady did not. And well, I know it's early, but like I don't think there is this need but, to go find the but is always look what Tom did with Randy Moss and look what Pat did with Tyreek. Well, that's Hill. that's one but that's a big that's a big but. But the other one is Tom Brady had Rob Gronkowski at times. He had Wes Welker and Julian Edelman, who were incredible talents. And Ed- Edelman turned himself into an incredible talent. And it, if you haven't ever, anybody, if you've never gone back and, like, watched interviews with Julian Edelman about how he got to the spot he was at with the Patriots and the way he would work in the off seasons with Tom Brady before he ever actually became the guy at wide receiver for them, it's really interesting to see how he turned himself into that dude. But there's talent. There was talent there. Welker was talented. Edelman was talented, and they fit perfectly for the system. Tom Brady also had he had Gronk and and Patrick Mahomes had he had Tyreek Hill for a yeah. time, and he's had and he's Kelsey. had Travis Kelsey. They so have elite number ones. There have been elite number ones. You, I don't. You can get away with not having an elite number one, but I would much rather err on the side of having the talent. No, that's totally fair. Expe- I just I don't feel the need. I and I've been. I'm not. I've been. It's, there's no need to stretch for it. Sure. There's no need to push for it, and that's why. I think you can get away with not paying T Higgins that much money because you don't really need to stretch too much to add that guy. If they went after, we talked about this guy earlier, Mike Evans is one, but we talked about this earlier whenever you came in, you were talking during a break, Michael Pittman is going to be a free agent. Yeah. That's a really interesting name that could that could be pretty cheap who has 
wide receiver one upside. But to your point, the way C.J. Stroud is, the talent of Tank Dell is there, and C.J. Stroud is elevating that to a high-level wide receiver. I think he's a high-level wide receiver, too, potentially a wide receiver one someday. Nico Collins is a high-level wide receiver, too, who can continue to, to, to operate in some different areas. He's better, he works better in some, not in all. They can continue adding guys through the draft for depth and adding guys in free agency. So you don't need to overextend yourself to go get that clear-cut number one elite pass catcher, but man, if you add that guy to this team, either through trade it would be or awesome. the draft, it'd be incredible. But you don't need to overextend yourself to do that. Uh, Jeremy Brown of Texan says, uh, Tank is Stroud's Edelman Welker. I agree. I, I totally agree with that. But I absolutely But agree. he's more dynamic. Yes. Than the way that those guys were. Yeah, and, and that's why you don't... He is... Honestly, he and and, I, and to a certain extent, I hope they I hope they bring him back, he and Dalton Schultz are a big reason why you don't really need to overextend for that big-time elite guy. I would still rather have that talent there to give that extra set of hands to throw to. Yep, we will uh, take your guys' calls, continue this conversation on the other side, 713-780-3776. Who has it better than Houston as well? I'll, well? We'll talk about just the three teams we have here. Who has it better than Houston does right now? We hit on that next year on the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You're back where you belong in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with the Killer Bees who won't sting you unless provoked. Here's Joel and Jeremy. All right, we got 30 minutes left to go. No Jeremy, no Joel. Just Joe George and Josh Beard and Abigail hanging out on the Killer Bees until 6 o'clock. Because of this, I'm not doing a show today, so we'll have a... Freaking slacker? Why aren't you doing seven, a show today? I'll tell you what, though. Uh, I think for the first time, maybe in the history of ever, 7 p.m. is going to be must-listen to the Aggie Football Hour because that's not the Jimbo Fisher show anymore, and I have no idea what to oh, expect. Oh, man. That I'm is... very curious, like, who's talking, Ugh. what they say. I might listen to the Aggie Football Show for the first time in my if life. I, I'm, I'm going to listen to it as well. And if I hear the name Dan Campbell one time, I'm oh, going to no. call in. They're I'm going to call in. Who do you think the coach going to be? The two guys that I want, I want Jeff Trailer or or Glenn Schumann. Those are the two realistic I think ones. it's going to be Elko. Oh, I don't. I just don't want to. I Elko was fine, but he wasn't great. I don't. Honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll say I don't think success is Duke at Duke is good enough for me. Success at Duke is not but good see, enough I for think, me. I think they need a they need a good football coach. They they, don't need they a, do, but I they, I want a young I want a young up and coming guy who's a good football coach. Jeff Trailer has had a really really good career at UTSA. He has been in Texas his entire it's a, career. It's a good move. And Glenn Schumann is he's a Kirby Smart and a Nick Saban disciple. Uh, that that guy is if you want to say if if you can't go get Dan Lanning, although there is a flight we talked about it earlier. Yeah. There's a flight move, flying from Eugene, Oregon to College Station, Texas this hmm. Sunday. Uh, uh, I did see, or the name that I gave out the first day when we got the news on the Killer Bees, he wasn't even listed on the odds of, like, 25 names. Bill Belichick was on this list. <laughs> um, I said Kyle Whittenham. Oh, I wouldn't He's I wouldn't 63, but, like, he's a damn good football coach. He is. I wouldn't. I, look, that You know, no, I would hate that. I, I don't. Because he's older. I don't want the older coaches. I want the. Ageist. I want, this is what I want. Yes, a little Ageist. bit. I want Texas A&M to completely go away from everything they ever have ever tried to do with hiring a head coach except hmm. for Kevin Summers. Prime time. Uh, I, I personally would absolutely love that. I, my my family, it, brought, it got brought up last night at my son's 
district championship game, by the way. Did they win? They won. Congratulations. Uh, again, congratulations to the Salyards Bengals for winning the uh, the what is it? Grade seven B team district just, championship. Just football. It was football. Yeah, okay. it was football. It's incredible. They had replays on the big screen and an announcer and everything. Okay. Um. All right. So we're about to do uh, who has it better than Houston. But first, I, I got to pass along. How how valuable is five minutes to you? To me? Yeah. Five minutes. Very valuable. Well, five minutes of life is pretty valuable. It is. Yeah. Well, according to Major League Baseball, it's very valuable because with runners on base, they are changing the pitch clock again. They're going to drop it well, from 20 seconds to, to, 18 seconds to 18 seconds, and the reasoning is that it's going to say five minutes. I'm so excited about you that five minutes. You know how stupid minutes. this is? It's really it was, dumb. Like, it, it was already a big adjustment for pitchers was, in the first place. But it was perfect last year, and, yes. the, and they're going to adjust again. But seriously, like the idea that like five minutes is going to save my life and help me watch baseball games is the stupidest thing ever. The this one, belongs on Bad Take Boulevard, honestly. The one thing, it's a waste of time. The one thing I will say, we talked about this earlier. Michael brought up that the, the average time of games, whenever the pitch, whenever the, the pit, the pitch clock first started, yeah. was like two and a half hours. And then by the end of the season, it had moved up to like two hours, uh, two hours and 45 seconds. Or sorry, yeah, two hours and 45 minutes. And then by like playoff time, we, they were getting close to three hours. Yeah. So I, it's, if it's going to save five, only five minutes, I imagine that it might save some time. But I can't see how it's going to make such a huge difference that it's going to affect anything. I, I and the thing is, is that, I think it's a dumb tinker. And the thing is, is that the, the playoff times is totally false because that's commercials. Yes. Yeah, it is extended commercials like that extra 30 seconds or minute or whatever they add between commercial breaks or in commercial breaks is like that's what's giving you a three hour baseball game. It's part of the reason why they were four and a half hour games because they were long breaks. They took forever yep. to throw the ball. But like it's I just, like the pitch clock. This is a dumb tinker. Yeah, that's like it's we're not going to notice it. It's just just stop. Like, I think they got it right. I want I want to give Major League Baseball congratulations for fixing their sport. I think they made it more watchable. But yeah. this is just a dumb tinker that like it's not going to affect how you watch the game or anything like the idea that like they're promoting this and like they're telling like Evan Drellick we're doing this to say five minutes. <laughs> awesome, man. It's so dumb. Like that. How takes, that's how long it takes me to make a good sandwich. Maybe five minutes is a big deal though. What if I'm on my, what if I'm dying and, and I needed that extra five minutes of not watching an Astros game to write like one final letter to my wife and kids before I die. I'm on my deathbed. Well, then, like, maybe get your priority straight. Uh, well, yeah, Astros first, family second. I think my priorities are pretty much where they need to be, Joe. All right, so we're going to do this segment. We, I've been thinking. A lot of people are really excited. I'm one of them. But where Houston sports are at in yes. general, right? You have the Rockets today in the playoffs. The Texans today in the playoffs. The Astros, I think, I think we're still in the golden era. They just got Joe Espada. They just went to game seven of the ALCS. Should be back in the ALCS at a minimum of next year. So we're going to go through some of these cities. Who has it better than us? We did not include hockey because it's not a real sport in Houston. So Correct. I, I just went with just NFL. What about soccer? Uh, went, went to that Dynamo game I this past weekend. It was I great. I just don't. I forgot. Sorry. I just forgot to look at who's I, left in the playoffs or who made the playoffs. And Di- Dynamo are going to be going against uh, against Kansas City on the 26th. True. But they still only have – well, they have the Royals. That's why they don't qualify. That's true. So that's to qualify, yeah, right. like you, I, so I said to qualify for this, the big same three. standards – as Houston. What about esports teams? I'm just nope. kidding. I'm not going to go there. Um, your your Major League Baseball team had to have made the playoffs. Your And then today, your NBA team and your NFL team must be in the playoffs. So who has it better than Houston? We'll start at the bottom of my list. This one's easy. Minnesota. The Vikings are the seventh seed. The Timberwolves are the second place, are second place in the Western Conference, if you didn't know that. I didn't. Um, 
And the Minnesota Twins won their division. They, I mean, they have some good. They, it's good sports city. Not as good as how, not as good as what Houston will have in like two or three years. If they were the Lions, like if they were that again, like they were seven and two right now. And yeah, Kirk Cousins. It's a healthy, little different. Maybe you have an argument. Yeah, but like in terms of like the now, it's definitely Houston. All right, Miami, the Marlins made the playoffs. The Dolphins are top of the AFC East. The Miami Heat just came off losing the NBA Finals in the playoffs today. I yeah I, I think I think Miami has it a little bit better right now. Hmm. I do. I think Miami has a little bit better. There's more success there right now. The, I think that's a fair take. The future is brighter for Houston. Agreed. But the, like long term future. But, but the, the right the real now is present better. is better in Miami. In Miami. It's it, it's honestly close for me because I don't care what anybody says. C.J. Stroud is a better quarterback than Tua Tagovailoa. Right. Agreed. Now. Not even close. Like they 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 process the game in two completely different ways. And could you from, uh, from an arm strength standpoint, it's night and day. Could you imagine? Like, what C.J. Stroud's doing right now, put him with Mike McDaniels, who is a elevated version of Bobby Slowick. Yeah. With Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Devon A. Chan. And Mostert. Yeah. That'd be incredible. Like, 7,000-yard passing season. They might, be the, like, they might be one of the best teams ever yes. if they had C.J. Stroud. I'm not even trying. You know the problem with C.J. is? He's making us all feel hyperbolic and stupid. Cause he's like, making I us. Wanna, we analyze football Ad nauseum every single day, and he's making us feel dumb because, for our analysis. Because like, I also just feel like he's just like I'm a foot and mouth a lot. Yes. Like I, every time I want to say something, like I want to put him up against names, like what I just did in the last segment. Like he doesn't need an elite wide receiver one, like Peyton Man. I mean, like a uh, like Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's like, Tom that Brady. Just sounds so stupid yeah. when you say it because like I don't mean that he is on that level, but he's playing to the point where he doesn't like he. I mean, like Peyton Manning was kind of like that in Denver, but he always had a number one. You know, like he always had that elite guy. Like Deshaun Watson, I think would really benefit from like a real number one wide receiver. Yes, and staying well, away from massage tables. Well, that's the biggest one. Staying away from massage tables, probably trying to play football, maybe for a full season at some point in All the right, future. Philadelphia. I think this one's easy. It's Philly. They have the Eagles. They have the Seventy Sixers. They this like is- Houston have been blessed with getting rid of the scum of James Harden. And then they have the Phillies, who are a damn good team. And they've but got the, the Flyers. Eagles, we said hockey. Oh, count. that's right. You said no hockey. What are you in your dumb arbitrary rules? Yeah. Uh, Philly, Philly is definitely better. Like right now and in the future, Philly is, for in my opinion, better. Now, when Joel Embiid's a Houston Rocket, <laughs> awesome. oh my god, what a world that'd be incredible. Al- Alpi goes to the four. And, I, and I think B- it'll happen. Embiid goes to the five. My bold, bold hot take. If that is your bold, bold hot take, that. The Houston Rockets will be the team that acquires Joel Embiid when he's ready for a trade. Do they assign and trade? Who do they send out? Fred Van Fleet. Oh, come on. You got to attach a big contract. Eamon Thompson's no, a point guard. Jabari Smith. I'm okay with that. Cam Whitmore. I'm okay with that. Three first-round picks. I'd be okay with all of that. I think you're... And they're all the Brooklyn picks. I think you're wrong, though. I would take Cam Whitmore and Jabari Smith out. Because I don't think they're attractive enough. Jalen Green's going to have to go. See ya. If you want, yeah. Well, for Joel Embiid, yes. Uh, well, instantly. See, I, I, I see. I, I'm still like I'm in the group. Like I heard some of the stuff that, like you know Doc Rivers and Bill Simmons were saying about like Jalen Green and how they feel better about him. I still I just I can't get past Zach Levine. He's Zach Levine. He's going to be inconsistent. Yeah. Sometimes he's going to put up forty, but like he I might, I'm he in, might put up fifty with zero assists. He has two paths, and uh, your Zach Levine comparison. It's not the first time I've heard it. I think it's a good one. I think that was I, well. I used it because I think it's the first time like I heard a comp. Yeah, coming out of the G League, 
but going to the draft that has played out so well because I really think it's like they're so similar. Here's here, the other path that I see I could see him taking, and it, that's like a really good chance of it happening because it's with the same coach that this guy got better with and bought in with, and it's another Jalen. I could see him going the path of Jalen Brown. The very similar games, very similar play styles. Jalen Brown struggled to buy in to what what a lot of people were doing, and Ime Yudoka came in and he bought into what Ime was selling. Was this interesting? Because like I think Jalen Brown, like he got paid. I mean, and I think I like I think all that stuff that John was talking about, the rumors of Jalen Brown to Houston were very real, but they eventually got a deal done. What I like about that comparison is if you're right, then Jalen Green's gonna be a damn good basketball player. He's gonna player. be a very good basketball. Jalen Brown's player. good, but he can't dribble. No. He can't dribble. But Jalen Green, he can dribble. It, like watching the Celtics play in the playoffs last year, like Jalen Brown and Jason Tam, like they it's like they kept bouncing the ball <laughs> off their foot. I was like, what's wrong with these morons? Just like, dribble the ball. Uh, so, but going back to the Philly so thing, Philly. I think I think Philly Philly is above Houston. Well, because the Eagles are Super Bowl right contenders, now. right? The Phillies are World Series contenders, and the 76ers are are contenders to possibly and you win an feel NBA like, You feel like they're going to make a move this season yes. to replace James Harden, get another superstar there, hopefully keep Joel Embiid healthy long term. Like they have like three like legitimate title contenders, yes. I think. And then the last one. Dallas. Don't do this to me. Why? The this Arlington Rangers. Mean. The Arlington Rangers just won the World Series. Sorry, I need a timeout. I need to correct this for Jeremy Branham in case he's listening and Joel Blank. Dallas slash Arlington. Okay, that's fine. You that's have, fair. The DFW area, the Metroplex area. You have yeah. the Rangers just won the World Series. You have the Mavs, who until now, see, I think that I'm not so I'm so them. mad at you for doing this. And thing. then you have the Cowboys. I take the Texans over the Cowboys. Yes. Sadly, by default, you have to take the Rangers in front of the Astros because they beat them. At least at this very moment. So we're one to one. So now it comes down to the Mavericks and the Rockets. I hate you so much. And I'm wearing my free Rockets hat that the Rockets gave me to help too. You. you did this on purpose. Who this- has it better than Houston? Not Dallas. You know why? Because there's no flat earthers on the Rockets. All right, our car wreck of the day is gonna come up. <laughs> I actually agree with you though. I actually I actually do agree with you. I Future right now it's it's tied. I think future future that's better in Dallas. Now yeah. the Mavericks are incredible with or without the flat earther. Uh, he is making baskets all over the place. But I do think Houston has it better than Dallas. Yeah, I, I think it's close. Uh, honestly, because it's it, tied it right now. It's funny. Why I was watching for some reason. I watched Get Up today. I don't usually watch it. The Rangers but. got lucky, dude. I, I I I will forever and for all the texts and messages that I've gotten over the last few weeks. I'm gonna get more. I don't care. The Rangers got lucky. They went on a good run. Yes. And then they played. A, they played a dog team in the playoffs. Yes. Like, or in the World Series. In the World like, Series. The Astros would have done exactly what they did, but they just happened to beat the Astros because the Astros couldn't hit at home. Um, you know, it's just it's funny that like, do you think eventually Luca wants out? No. I, I Mark Cuban will uh, well, Mark Cuban will never make that mistake again. He will always do whatever it takes to keep a guy in in Dallas. He now it, a lot of people thought that the Jalen letting Jalen Brunson go was making the same mistake, and by same mistake I mean the Steve Nash letting Steve Nash yeah. walk and go to Phoenix. Jalen Brunson's dad had already been hired by the Knicks, and the writing was already kind of on the wall about yeah. what was going to happen. I I think if they had hired Brunson's dad to be a part of the Mavericks, he maybe stays, but he was gone. So he's, stupid. He's never. Yeah, that's like college. That yes. happens in college all the time. He's never going. I mean, actually, honestly, it's also not the first time Jalen Brunson did it. No, it's not. He Jalen Brunson college too. He was supposed to go to Temple, but then Rick Brunson got some sexual assault stuff yes. accused his way, so he got fired by Temple, and then Jalen Brunson flipped his commitment to Villanova. To Villanova. Yep. Which is crazy. I loved. I loved him on that team, but uh, he he has he wanted to go. He grew up a Knicks fan. 
He wanted to play in New York. His dad went and worked for the team. The writing was on the wall. Mark, he's Mark idiot, Cuban, though. he is. And he's, I love Jalen Brunson. Good. He's been but very how do, good. Well, how, I don't understand these people. Like, how do you grow up in a city and not root for your team? Like, I, I, I get it if you live in Houston and you are a Cowboys fan because the Oilers left. But the idea that it's just the one thing I don't understand about people. I don't understand how you could grow up an hour outside of a Michael Jordan statue and be a Knicks fan. Like, what's uh, yeah, wrong with you? I don't know. Like, I, I don't care where your dad played. Like, you literally, like, I remember watching him drop 56 points, I think it was, when he was a junior in high school. I was covering high school basketball. He dropped 56 in a playoff game on Jaleel Okafor the year before he went to Duke. And then Jalen Brunson's, like, not a Bulls fan. It's just like, how, how, <laughs> how do you people do this? Like, be loyal to where you grow up. Like, now, it's just so funny because my kid, I can't wait to see what he's going to do. Why? You Who's going to root for? It, it, uh, I, do you think it, either Chicago or Houston? I mean, I'm going to put Cubs stuff and Astros stuff up. Yeah, well, that's kind of how my kids are. Yeah. My kids, uh, except for Keaton, he's a Chiefs fan out of nowhere just because he likes Patrick Mahomes. It was popular to like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but Mahomes. that's also like how kids do things. It's, he, they I buy mean, Steph Curry jerseys. Mahomes is the Jordan. He's the Jordan of football right yeah, now. And the kids how, love like, him. That's how kids are now. Like They buy. He, I, I learned this when I worked at Lids for three years. Like They don't support teams. No, they support, they support popularity. Players. Uh, he, he actually is becoming more of a Texans fan now though because he has cj stroud on his fantasy team and he and he he's falling in love with him so we'll see we're trying to flip him we're trying to flip him good cj stroud into the texans all right we'll do our car wreck of the day brought to you by carwrecktexas.com coming up next get your nominations into 713-780-3776 it is the killer bees here on espn 97.5 and 92.5 This is the Car Wreck of the Day brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. All right, final segment of the show of the Killer Bees. Joe George and Josh Beard filling in for Jeremy Brandon, who left an hour early. Can't do a full day's work. Uh, Andy's not going to work the rest of the week. Joel Blank will be back tomorrow. Uh, so our Car Wreck of the Day brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. Getting your nominations to 713-780-3776. If you got any, Josh can read them off, either from the Twitch or from the text line. But, Josh, uh, this is your first time doing yeah. this. I'm excited about this. So you can always nominate more than one thing, too, so don't feel like you know we'll go one by one. But uh, you want to start with us today? What do you want to nominate? I have a nomination for somebody I've had a bone to pick with for a very, very, very long Who's time. Who's that? Um, so... A- a jury of play of a jury of people has convicted ex NBA player Glenn Davis, actually ex NBA players Glenn Davis and Will Bynum, for their roles in a scheme to defraud the NBA players' health and benefit welfare plan, mm. amongst other things. Uh, moments ago, a Manhattan jury convicted former NBA players Ron, uh, Ron, uh, Glenn Davis, Ronald Glenn Davis, Glenn Big Baby Davis. I didn't know it was Ronald of a criminal scheme to defraud the NBA players' uh, health and benefits plan. While many uh, it was many of the more than twenty. Defendants convicted in this case were well-known NBA stars. Uh, look, they, it looks like they tried to defend, like, or they tried to defraud, like, millions of dollars this in this like, health and benefits Clint, program. Clint Portis get, got with this? I think so. Something around the yeah, same he, realm I think he that. definitely did. It was Clint Portis was, like, the main name, but I don't remember who else it was. Uh, I'm going to nominate Draymond Green for being a punk. A lot, oh, yeah. <laughs> for, like, for choking people out? Here's the thing. Your chokehold suck, dude. If you're going to choke them, you got to try it, like... Rudy Gobert shouldn't be able to, like, wave his arms and be like, oh, my God, what's happening? Yeah. Like, if you're going to put someone in a chokehold, put them in a chokehold. Like, try to make them tap out. Try to try to make them pass out. 
you're gonna do it, go all the way in. Like I, like, I think you can't half-ass it, and he half-assed it. And the whole thing that like led up to it with Clay and whoever he was barking with, and like they were throwing each other around. Like that was goals. weird, man. It's so weird. Jaden McDaniel start. That was the guy that he did it with. Jaden McDaniel started the entire thing by just trying to throw Clay around while it's like like normally there's physical contact and hand fighting whenever you're running down to the other end of the court. Yeah, Jaden McDaniel's took it too far. They and both of them took it too far, and then Rudy Gobert is just kind of like, no, no, and, don't. And you know, but you know, I'll say this: I'm going to co-nominate with Draymond Green, Carl Anthony Towns. Man, yeah, punch him in the face. Yeah, you got to do something more. If you're if your teammate like, is he, in like, a chokehold, you got to do something more. He goes for a chokehold, but like Draymond Green, like drops his chin, so he can't get he can't get the arm in there. But like, dude, throw hands. Yeah, like, you got someone has my teammate. Like it's it's fisticuffs. Was the fight game time. was the fight in Detroit called the Malice of the Palace? Let's yeah. have Malice of the Palace Part Two. I'm just not with fans involved this time. I, it's fine with me. I'd be totally look. I want Rudy I would, Gobert should have got punched in the face for closing out in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, really well, you know what? Fight. Actually, I'm totally fine with what Draymond did now. Totally forgot about that. But I'm saying he he should have really choked him out too. Yeah, he like should. You're gonna do Put it him like to sleep. You, like you have to really do it. You guys, you guys talked about this last Friday. You talked about who would be most likely to break up a fight because you were talking about how Dion likes seeing play his oh, yeah, fight. Yeah, and Jeremy, I, I was just waiting for it. You were the first person to say that I would be the first, the person to break up a fight fastest, and that is very, very true. Because I think like I don't, th- I don't like. I think Joel, to be fair, thought that like whoever we named was going to be upset that we said their names. Yeah, there's no I I uh, me fighting out. Man, of I think ang- Jeremy. I thought the same thing. Like it's just breaking up a fight. It's okay. It's yeah. It, well, fighting out of anger and passion is dumb too. I don't want. I want my guys to have fight and I want them to have passion. And if you need to, like if you really need to, this is this is what I think they should do with Rudy Gobert and Draymond Green. By the way, this is why I bring it up. If you really need to let off some steam and work things out, just have a little wall-to-wall counseling, but in a controlled environment. That's what we used to do in the military. If a guy had ever gotten out of line yeah. and it's anger in the moment, no, nah, I'm going to shut that down real fast. Anyone, but, do you have another nomination? You need have, uh, another nomination. I'm going to nominate Jeremy for saying that Andrew, Car- Andrew uh, pr- producer Andrew on the on Connor and Beard, my friend Andrew Carlson, that his digital date with his, his yeah, new love interest them. I know, so I'm gonna, you know, I'm nominating both you and Jeremy for saying that, and you know, Abigail too, because she, she agreed with you guys. I'm nominating all of y'all for saying that it was weird to have a it digital is date. Weird. It's not weird. It's their second date. It's, but she's gone, and but they want to see each other. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But, it's but, romantic. Okay, here's the thing. Have 2023 the, romance. Have the digital date, but just have dinner, like both order. A steak. I think that's what they're doing. But you said they're going to watch a movie. No, I suggested that they should. Why? Watch a movie. So they can't talk to each other. Yeah. Why not? You because like, you can't no. take an. You cannot take. How do you get to know someone you watch on first date a- Ama- or Ama- second date? Amazon Prime has a ton of incredibly horrible movies that you could laugh at and talk about while you're watching it. I just my Vol- wife. My wife talks when we watch movies and TV. It makes me want to. Watch, bash my head through a door. Watch the movie Velocipaster on Amazon nope. and tell me she that you guys don't bla- laugh and talk about it the entire and, time. And uh, lastly, here I'd like to nominate Danny, 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 Danny. <laughs> oh no, Danny, Danny, the caller <laughs> dropping the f bomb three minutes into Abigail's career as a producer, making me stressed out. I almost missed it. Took me like three seconds. I felt like Lois Tui. Cause like it didn't, it like didn't, it didn't register. Yeah, like I heard it. You'd have a slow. And then I was like, "What did he just say?" And then I got it like clicked. It made me realize like my. I'm, I don't think you were that slow. I think you're you're selling yourself short. You're pretty quick on it. 
I felt short. I, I Well, because in radio, in moments like that, time slows down and, and it feels like one second lasts five minutes. Uh, right, who do we? Who's our winner? <sighs> Trying to think through all the candidates. I really want to make you, Abigail, and, and, and Here's Jeremy the thing. The I'm not going to vote for you. I'm not going to vote for myself. I know. I, I'm going to say Danny's the winner. Danny's I, I think Danny's the winner. So congratulations winner. to Danny. On being the winner of the Car Wreck of the Day, brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. That is going to do it for us today. You can find us on Twitter at Joe George Radio, at Josh Beard Radio. Thank you to Jeremy Branham uh, for working two hours. Uh, he'll be back on Monday. Joel Blank will return tomorrow. I will be here uh, with him over the next two days, and that will do it for us. We're going to kick it to ESPN National. Then we will have the Aggie football show with someone i don't know who and then patrick creighton and late hits will be up after that that does it for us it's been the killer bees here on espn 97.5 and 92.5